Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to the Young Intentionals podcast. I'm Jake Brown and today we're interviewing my father, Stuart Brown. So my dad um, is, oh God, what are you now? 63, 64 now? 63. 63. <laughs> so my dad joined up in 74 and went all the way to 94 as well. So we're going to have a little chat with him um, about his service, etc. And obviously he's kind of a collector as well i would say in a way because you've got little bits here and there but mainly from family and that i would say but uh, we'll have a chat about that as well but um so dad like take it away and uh talk about like how you sort of started obviously when you joined up basically i always wanted to be a soldier really ever since i was small um i used to go up to granddad or your great-grandfather's farm a lot and where it was positioned in, in gretham it was bottom of longmore hill uh it's made longmore camp and when I was younger, your great-grandfather used to take me up the ranges because um, he was a range warden there. And I used to spend my time up there just keeping myself amused in the target sheds and uh, generally got an interest in, in the soldiers firing the weapons as well at the same time. And I've always been interested ever since that, line, that younger age. So uh, I basically um, got the bug from there. And as soon as I left school... Um, I joined up the army as a junior soldier in Litchfield, and then it progressed from there. Really, um, I passed out a junior soldier's company in 1975, went to a training company, and then uh, did my finish off my basic training. In the meantime, I was uh, junior soldier's shooting team for a while. Uh, we went to Bisley. We won some medals there, but didn't win the, the trophy as such. Uh, but we had a good good um, experience there. And it put me back uh, six weeks. No, probably longer than that. Uh, say 12 weeks in basic training. So by the time I passed out, the battalion was just coming back from Hong Kong. So I got posted to the 
Devon and Dorset in the March, I think, February, or it was, I think it might have been the end of January, to be honest, end of January. And we stayed there until we went to um, Hyman Lid, where the battalion formed up after they come back from Hong Kong. After that, we did um, Northern Ireland training. Basically, we stayed for about four weeks down at Hyven Lid, where we did uh, CQB training and the Sin City um, Northern Ireland training, as it was then. And then uh, I went after that. We did, because uh, I was too young to go to Northern Ireland at the time, because I was under 18, I went to the Devon, uh, Duke of Edinburgh after we did North, uh, Northern Ireland training, and we went to Shubiness for about a month till I was old enough to go to Northern Ireland. And on the 20th of April, I went to um, Northern Ireland for my first posting. And I went to White Company, uh, which is a rifle company, and I did a... And that was with the Hampshires, wasn't it? So yeah, Royal Hampshires, yes. Yeah, Royal Hampshires. Then we went on to uh, training in Valley Kelly for a while. Then we joined, then we went down to... Uh, the first place was uh, Mahara, which is about a month. Uh, just in South Derry, because the main area where we were was uh, rural positions around, around uh, Magafet or Mahara. So um, we stayed at Mahara for about a month doing all patrolling and VCPs as such. You know, we'll start to get on from there. Then after that, we went to Dover, I think. Was it Dover? Yes, I think it was Dover. After that. And then, uh, no, we were wrong. Sorry, not Dover. Uh, Munster in Germany, sorry. Uh, but we did two years there. But we did a, a four-month tour in Londonderry while we were in Munster. And that was basically in a city tour. And basically, we was on man in a VCP at Letterkenny uh, as a, as a, as a does platoon position and we did uh, a four day stint in uh, Rosemount which was a uh, platoon location uh, and then we we did uh, patrols, mobile patrols mainly supporting the uh, local foot patrols in Nellandary and um, there was a, a switch between uh, the VCP and patrols in Rosemount after which we did a trip back to um, Munster after we completed the tour. Then we went on to Dover after we did Munster. Then we did a four-month tour while we was in Dover in March, I think it's uh, December 81. And we stayed there till May, I think, May or June 82. And we did a platoon location in Belize which is the furthest east location in Northern Ireland. And yeah, it was right yeah. on the border there. Okay. Some of the stories you told me, like, from, like, your first tour in Ireland and that were quite interesting, like the uh, bloke who owned the farm and you had the argument with his uh, daughter's oh, boyfriend, yeah. I think it was, yeah? Yes, 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 yes. Um, yeah, some some uh, fellow was knocking on this uh, elderly gentleman's door, referenced his daughter, and uh, he got fed up with it. He came out with a shotgun and shot him. And that was the first person I saw dead out there, basically. Yeah. Um, luckily, it was dark. 
but uh, that's the first first thing. It wasn't terrorist related at all. Obviously, just uh, Obazir's father looking after his daughter. But um, I don't know what happened after that. Yeah. Um, we don't know. He probably got got put in prison. I don't know. Not too sure. Wouldn't be surprised. No, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, and also, um, I think you said about a story when you were at like your a VCP or something that was sort of a, you got not bumped, but oh, the VC, oh, the VCP, yeah, um, yeah, because yeah, we was on the VC. Uh, this is um, in, in the latest tour. Is it, you want about Land uh, the first tour? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, on that occasion, we heard the explosion. Is that one you're on about? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was when uh, one of our drummers, uh, one of our mates, got got blown up on a. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, Colin. Yeah, Colin. Yeah, and uh, we was on the VCP, and we heard that explosion. Well, I've mm. just come off of duty then. I think it was four o'clock, just after four o'clock, I think I'm like that. And we heard it, and we went straight on to the VCP and double manned it. Mm. And obviously, we knew something mm. something had gone wrong. Basically, we didn't know until. But an hour later, that was um, one of our guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, patrol was basically uh, just just the one injured, and the thing that the, the uh, session commander was blown blown away for a little while, mm. but um, did less space than that. Uh, fatality was was only the one. Yeah, but uh, one too many. Yeah, exactly. But, exactly. Um, yeah, a bit yeah. of a sad time that was. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that was um, oh, was that eighty? That must have been eighty two then. Must have been 82. 82, yeah. Yeah, 82, that yeah. Was this is anniversary of time next year. Yeah, 20, 28th of April, I think. Yeah, yeah. 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 So was that, um, was that, was that, so that Balik tour, was that um, after Dover, was that? So after you went, you went Dover that and That was then... in Dover. Well, was it Dover? Because we was in, Bar- in, in Barracks, just, uh, ooh, I forgot the name of the place now, Barracks. But um, yeah, there was, we just behind the castle in Dover. Oh, okay, all right, right. Then we went to uh, Berlin after Dover for two years, which is quite quite a good good posting because normally <laughs> we we never never had a son of fun posting as, as many other regiments did. So uh, obviously they obviously come back and home from Hong Kong before I joined them. So uh, I missed that one by about three four weeks. But um, yeah, but Berlin was quite good. It was very good um, due to the fact that the city would never slept. Um, there's always something going on. Even though we was allowed out down there, um, the battalion was very, very fit at the time because the colonel we had was Colonel Fremantle and he turned the battalion around. And uh, we won the brigade marching street competition twice while we was there. Uh, and John Fatoon was, we was um, quite fit as well because we used to go around the Grunewald uh, forest on the COs run on a Friday afternoon carrying SF kits, so he's quite fit. And uh, yeah, and on a brigade, on a battalion one, which was part of the brigade master shoot competition, we come second in the battalion. So uh, yeah, after recce, which was a bit of a eye opener. But on the brigade master shoot competition, we we come we come about twelfth or whatever. So at the end of the day, we we proved ourselves we could do as much as anybody else. So yeah, we had a good time there. Yeah, definitely. Because um, because I know I know you did um, a lot of like. Um... Sort of half marathons and things like that, as I think was similar to that. What was it? Yeah, half we did marathon? the Berlin half marathon as well, where we was out there. Since then, um, we've always done done something similar to that. Anyway, just just to keep keeping fit and also uh, keeping the people in the public eye. 
kind of thing. But yeah, yeah, that was okay. Uh, then we went to uh, Dover, uh, not Dover, Tidworth after we come back from Berlin. And we did two years in Tidworth. Uh, that's where we first went to Kenya, where we was there. Um, that was quite an eye opener. That was quite good, especially the first first six weeks we've been out there because the first first time we went went anywhere hot with the regiment as such. And uh, yeah, it was a good 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 exercise. Uh, fully recommend it because it's a different different country, different way of life altogether. And uh, yeah, the guys thoroughly enjoyed it. Plus, the fact the training was quite good as well. Um, we did a uh, a week in the jungle, which is Cavadini, which is the uh, uh, High high mountains in in the bottom of Kenya, basically. Uh, it's where the Mau Mau had their uh, last headquarters during the Mau Mau rising in the early 60s. And we was in the same position, basically, as well uh, as the Mau Mau had their headquarters. So that was quite an interesting fact. And, yeah, we thoroughly enjoyed it. And we was trained by the uh, SAS at the time. And we was the first white troops to be trained uh, by them since they was in, so it, it was good, and the blokes thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, the SAS was, was quite quite pleased with the fact. Yeah, very 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 good. Thoroughly enjoyed that part of it. Uh, we did uh, field firing, uh, Archer's Post, and on Dundal, uh, where we fired live 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 fire exercises, where we fired GPMGSF for the company attacks. And uh, we had three guns per company. So to end additional fire support with mortars and uh, SF, we had a week in uh, Nanu not Nanuki, um, and Woi Woi, oh, just down from Mombasa on the Indian Ocean for a week, which is quite good. Then we did the veggie training. Uh, basically, that was then Lake Navasha. We, pop we popped into Joe Adams' place, which is the uh, author of, or not the author, I think it might have been the author, Adams of, of uh, Born Free, and we was uh, had a guided tour around it, and we sat on the old um, front garden or back garden, I should say, eating watercress sandwiches <laughs> with the um, Land Rover parked parked beyond beyond the garden. And cut a couple of guys, and there was a couple from the Isle of Wight enjoying us, <laughs> and and one of the guys asked them, "How much did these pay for all of these? Oh, about two thousand pounds." <laughs> Paid 25 quid for us. <laughs> that was quite funny. And we got that back at the end of it and all. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that was quite good. Yeah, quite funny. But, um, yeah, and then uh, I think we did uh, adventure training, basically. That was down in Lake Navasha, where Joe yeah. house was. And, uh, yeah, it would do rock climbing and all normal stuff, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, fantastic. And then after... Um, Kenya, we went back to Tidworth, uh, where we had uh, normal on training again, prior to our last role in uh, Belly Kelly in Londonderry. And it's basically the same quarters where we, st where we stayed in before on the first tour we did back in 76. So basically, it's, it's an old stomping ground. Yeah. So obviously, Gods of my age, and that was full squeeze and sergeants and above. We knew the area before we went. We went there, so we was quite, quite clued up with the place actually. So yeah, obviously uh, things have changed a little bit, like they always do. But uh, yeah, 
So, did, uh, so what, year, what year was that? 89, I think, okay. 89, I think. Yeah. That was your fourth tour or fifth tour? I can't remember what you said. Fifth tour, that was, yeah. 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 Because we did, I missed out uh, Crosby Glen, sorry. I missed mm. out on, on Crosby Glen. We was the first first unit there in 87, I think it was, 87. Yeah, 87 we was there for four months. Yeah. And Crosby Glen. Uh, we was the first unit there to come away without losing a guy, mm. which is quite good. Uh, over, uh, yeah, that was, that was two worth, yeah. But after two worth, we went to uh, Valley Kelly after that. Mm. That was the last part, four, that was a two year tour. Then we went to that was a ooh, month on guard, basically, a month in the city and a month on leave, basically. That's how it was uh, rotated. But, um, yeah, that was quite, quite a good one, uh, with the families and everything else coming out there. So, yeah. Yeah, that was quite a good tour. Again, we didn't lose anybody, which is good. And yeah, yeah. then when we come out of uh, Bally Keller, we went to uh, Colchester. Basically, we started Roman Barracks in Colchester. That was another good tour. Uh, we get, went to Kenya again while we were there. Yeah, because that was, a, what was that 91, wasn't it? I think 91 you went Kenya, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we went to... Um, uh, Kenya then as well. That was the same, same kind of thing. Uh, it wasn't. It, it was good, but um, obviously the training was a little bit varied. But there again, the locations that were still the same. The yeah. uh, it's all up for the guys who, who've been out yeah. before. But um, yeah, we, we we went on safari and stuff like that. We did a band job over there with the band. Uh, yeah, that's quite good. It was the same place in Tamu again, uh, just slightly further up the beach where all the hotels were. Yeah, because the SAS was there again. Yeah, but yeah, because the SAS was there again uh, doing their uh, power drops into the sea uh, oh, by Hercules. So nice yeah, that was quite good. And then they did uh, ambushes and stuff as well. So yeah, that was quite good. Yeah. And then after uh, Colchester, well, the Colchester was the regiment got a with the Queens and we became PWRR. I was posted to Chepstow as uh, SQMS and John Major at. Uh, First with 88 Squadron, Royal Engineers, and then uh, when they started to cut back, uh, I got posted to 82 Squadron, which is which was a junior leaders squadron, basically. Uh, they used to be in Canterbury in Dover, but they got put to um, in the Owen Francis College in Chepstow. And I finished my military career basically in Chepstow after two years there, and I come out in 94. That's basically a quick rundown, Jake. You said, uh, obviously, Dad, you went to um, the Falklands in 82, just after the war, obviously. Um, there's quite a few uh, photos of uh, Thatcher down there. So, Yes, it was, actually, yeah. We was in uh, North Arm Settlement at the time uh, when she came over. Uh, so we did go and see her. Uh, the, the governor, uh, Rex Hunt, come across, uh, and we played, played, played him up from the uh, jetty. When he came up to see us, and I think a couple of the guys met him and that stuff. We did, we didn't as such, um, but uh, in the meantime, we was uh, we did a all I was battle course. Bobby's there, and we did a uh, six weeks in South Georgia in Grip Viking. Uh, that was thoroughly enjoyable because we went down on the. Um, troops at uh, St. Tristan, I think, 
that was the first time we saw whales on the way down there. We were staying in, basically in the British Antarctic Survey uh, headquarters. Uh, basically, it's a big, big wooden hut, basically, uh, two-storey, and had central heating. We had a uh, a chef just for a platoon, basically. We had uh, engineer support, and we had four Gurkhas with us as well. And I think uh, Paul Lee was uh, in charge of those. And we had a platoon commander. Oh, I forget his name now. Um, he was very good at rock climbing. And basically, he used to take us on patrol. We used to go up the glaciers. And he used to take us through traversing uh, glaciers and all the rest of the stuff, which is quite good. And when we used to go on patrols out there, we used to carry enough rations for, uh, for six days. And we used to carry some more uh, extra rations because they had... Uh, survey huts all dotted around Gripvik and for the scientists and each time we used to go to a, a hut we used to replenish what we used and basically that each hut has six months worth of uh, rations in so if you got snowed in you, you can guarantee you're going to survive because basically the, the uh, food was lasted for six, for six months and obviously by that stage you would have been picked up anyway but uh, one of the stories we had uh we was on patrol. Um, we got dropped off by boat just opposite, uh, just across the harbour from Gripwicken. And basically, we took the MO with us. And early 1900s, the Norwegians took down uh, reindeer, basically, to supplement their diet. Uh, obviously, there's, there's seals and all the rest of stuff down there. But they hadn't had much raw meat, so they bought their own reindeer. And obviously, after a while, the herds got bigger and bigger and bigger. So uh, we went down with a doctor and we culled a couple of them. And while he was there, the uh, demo showed us how to skin and cure hides. And we, we brought back a couple of those. I don't know who had them in the end, but uh, we, we did all that. And we took, took the meat back and the guys had venison for, for the next couple of days. So uh, it, it, beat, it beats um, the normal compound having fresh venison. So, yeah, very rich, but very tasty. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah, take venison, take venison over biscuit brown any day, I guess. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was quite good. And while we was on the same patrol, um, we were supposed to get picked up after three days, and uh, the radio was was playing up as, as normal like they normally do. But we we saw that the lights can grip Vic and all turn off, and we heard nothing basically for about twenty four hours. So. And then we saw the boat coming across and we wondered what was going on. And what had happened was the Americans satellite had picked up a uh, colony of penguins. And they obviously thought that uh, Argentinians had evaded. So in the meantime, the guys in the camp in, in the uh, survey up on the opposite side were all dug in for <laughs> 24 hours until, until it was sold like. But um, yeah, we didn't know what was going on. But there was a couple of frigates sent down as well. We never saw the frigates <laughs> as such on the outskirts of uh, the thing there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> we was all right. We, you know, we was non plus. We, we, <laughs> we, have, we have plenty of rations, like I said. We had enough rations for six months. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. Yeah. We didn't know what was going on until we got picked up. <laughs> but uh, that was an experience as well. <clears throat> definitely, definitely. The, uh, we used to use the. Um, the submarine, the Santa Fe, for uh, machine gun practice. 
Right, the conning tower, because the, the uh, submarine was still in still in Griffith and Arbor at the time. We had a our own post office was there, so a lot of us had bought me stamps, and I used to do calligraphy as a hobby at back back in the day. And so the guys used to put a row of stamps on it, and we just uh, did a, a little thing with the South Georgia Garrison, whatever it was from, to it was postmark until the time we left. So we did we had a few of them flying around. Last, I think the last uh, photograph we had was there. We just want to get a platoon photograph with the penguin, but the penguin wouldn't behave. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was quite good. But it's the first time we was down the Falklands the whole time. It was the first time we had chips. Yeah. Was there. Yeah. That's the first time we had chips for six months. Because the rest of the time we was living off lamb. Yeah, yeah. There's lamb, this <clears> lamb, <throat> that. Obviously the supplement, the rations, but obviously there's loads of lamb, sheep down there. Yeah, and uh, when when we went back home and said that's the first first thing he said, "What do you want for dinner, then, boy?" I said, uh, "As long as I ate lamb." He said, "Go on, we got roast lamb for dinner." Said, <laughs> Obviously pulling my leg like you know, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. But yeah, that was quite quite a good tour. But um, on the way back, we come back on the uh, Saint Helena, no, not Saint Helena. Um, oh, Uganda, which is yeah. a a, a school kids um, expedition boat. Basically, they, they used to go on trips with school with the school kids and that. So basically, we was uh, down below decks on the bunks designed for kids. But um, obviously, it was a bit tight. But uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it wasn't too bad. But uh, we was going for the Roaring Forties, and we got hit by a freak wave. Yeah, on one side, and we got buffered on one side, and that time. We was hit by another freak wave on the opposite side, so we knew all of us turned turtle. And luckily, no one was on deck because uh, it, was, it was dinner time and we was all queuing up to go down to the mess hall. And a couple of portholes burst open with the water pressure. Uh, so some of the guys were uh, swimming around and having their dinner with sauce bottles and everything else over them. And we was in the queue waiting, to, so we got buffeted from side to side. But uh, yeah, it was a bit solid after that. And then there's a warning saying, uh, "Don't go on deck." But luckily, one of the one of the I think one of the signalmen was on deck, and he got washed down the deck. But nobody was uh, washed overboard or anything like that. So uh, yeah, a bit of a scary one. But we didn't realise until yeah. afterwards what could have happened. Yeah, because had a whole whole battalion in there, plus that's and deaths. Crikey, that could have gone down <laughs> with a whole regiment on it. But um, yeah, that was a bit of a bit of a nightmare. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, because um, were you like uh, were you guys like the uh, first sort of bata- like full um, almost like full shrinks sort of battalion that were down in the Falklands yeah. after the war? Yes, we were because we we got uh, a platoon from uh, Royal Regiment of Wales, I think, and the Welsh Fusiliers. They come to uh, to boost us up as well, so we was full yeah. full, full complement. <clears throat> yeah, and, and didn't um, was there a story where you got buzzed by an RG fighter? Isn't it? Um, yes, we got called out. Uh, when it was at North Farm Settlement, and basically they uh, they picked up radar, picked up some uh, Argentinian fighters, obviously trying to go to sleeping, and we got called out, and we was deploying to our defensive positions, and we had we had aircraft engines, and we didn't know which which way it was going, but uh, everything was told to hold fire or hold tight, obviously you don't fire, and two Phantoms flew flew over us, and uh, they went off to uh, intercept these. Uh, Argentinian planes, and uh, we never never saw anything after that. 
But um, yeah, we stood down about an hour and a half, two hours later. But uh, we was all ammoed up, all in prepared positions, ready to uh, fight off an attempted Argentinian attack. But um, yeah. yeah, all it was was the Argentinian buzzing, <laughs> just in our defences. So yeah. yeah, that was an exciting bit. <laughs> I think it was just after lunch or just before lunch. I think it was just after lunch, I think it was. Yeah. Oh, crikey. Yeah, because... Um, uh, so, um, so after that deployment to Falklands, was it um, back off to Ireland after that, was it? Or That was... Uh, oh, no, hang on. Because we did Ireland before that, because we come back in March, May time, so we did to do public duties in Windsor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we did that because obviously the um, Welsh Guards copped a packet in there. So we did public duties for a month mm. and uh, we were at Windsor and we used to do a duty burger there and Ops Trustee, which is a uh, vehicle mounted uh, response for an attack on Heathrow Airport at the time. Oh, okay. And we used to go off the ranges mm. at Purbright <clears throat> and stuff like that, mm. having a swan around as well. So yeah, yeah, that's quite, quite interesting. But yeah, yeah, we didn't do no guards as such because we mm. guys were doing duty drummers on the guard and we should march up the change of the guard basically from uh, St. George, I think it's George's Barracks, I think, or Chelsea Barracks, something like that, I can't remember. But um, we should do it every day except Sundays, I think. Sundays off, basically. In, in, in relation to the whole drums thing, because um, when exactly did you... Uh begin well sort of join the sort of big core drums in the end core drums i was um end of belly kelly top a vacancy come up because one of the guys was killed out there or he was accidentally uh killed in the in a sanger there and uh basically there was a man down so i volunteered to go across so yeah that's how i was and it just just formed from there basically yeah because yeah because you also you drummer um you uh flute as well didn't you do i think as well flute that... for a while I'm yeah, very and, good and bugler as well. Yeah, yeah. I did side jump, bass jump, ten jump. While I was doing that, but yeah, yeah. I was just, I was just learnt, learnt on the job. Yeah, as you do. Yeah, <laughs> I just had good times with that as well. Yeah, it was yeah. good, good fun. So obviously, like I'll see other little bits as well. So you went to Denmark and R and R and other places that sort of nature and etc. Yeah, Denmark, a Denmark was quite a good exercise. That was an excellent one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like me, me and Tubby, he, 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 he was he both full screws, I think, or something. I was just drumming to me, I can't remember. But um, yeah, me, me and Steve was coming out of the pub and we saw this Lego boat going, going across the wall, <laughs> being, being, being carried by our guys, because we, we was basically got dropped off early in the morning and uh, we, we adopted this pub as, a, as an RV. So some of the guys, if you got lost or, or whatever, that's where, where the guys are going to all meet up. So basically, some of the guys have been there all day. <laughs> and the landlady said, due to the, due to the customer, because the guys were saying, give us, give us a little Lego belt. And this, this Lego belt was about six foot long and about two foot high. And uh landlady said to the guys, yeah, you can have it. So there must have been about six of them carrying this Lego boat off the road. And when we come out, and when when we still come out of his pub, <laughs> slightly worse for wear, we saw this Lego boat bouncing along the top of this wall. And at the end of the wall was this Bedford, the tailgate down, 
We're a couple of RMPs, or monkeys, we used to call them. And uh, the landlord of the pub. <laughs> and uh, he wanted his Lego back, Lego boat back. So the boys had to turn around, walk back, walk back, walk back with his Lego boat back to the pub. And uh, yeah, that was that was the end of that. But, but that was a, a fun experience. But yeah, that was quite funny. But yeah, that was a, that, that was a Denmark tour. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I know. I'm, I, I do like that story. And. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I know um, one of your mates, Joe, was also talking to me about um, a certain uh, bar uh, known, yeah, as, yeah. known as the Spunk Bar. Spunk <laughs> so, Bar, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was all in there. That was another one. Yeah, there was a whole platoon in there. Oh, you, I, I had a couple of photographs of that, but I can't remember where they've gone now. But it was all in there. And and just across from there was a, a multiplex cinema where you did all the, all the naughty, naughty um, videos and stuff like that. And, and there's a queue of guys out there. I think, what are they all queuing up for? And the, and the girl behind a bar was topless, basically. That's the other reason we went in there, because she was topless. But, um, yeah, we went, went to and from there to the funk bar so we got picked up. But, yeah, that was quite amusing. But, uh, yeah, no, I know, I know, obviously, when as I was saying about if Ren Jerry got his like, glasses nicked by one of, the, uh, one of the strippers in the club, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, crikey. But no, no, it's just, yeah. So what sort of the, uh, obviously some of the stories there as well, but like from like your, your whole sort of service, what some of the like, sort of maybe the funniest stories maybe you like you remember, like if it's been Ireland or Germany or something like that. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I think there's so many of them, but, um, oh, we had, we had oh, we, we bought a couple of records. I forget who bought them actually. Derek and Clive albums. And we supply them quite regular, and we had we had the the format off to a T. And every time we we used to say something like "Got a disco down there," and everybody who knew who was in the know cracked up laughing because they knew, knew knew the record and all the rest of the stuff. And uh, Alfie Noakes and stories from the north and all the rest of the stuff. That was that was he used to brought an old. Um, Die up, but um, there's a that's why we was down in Falklands. We was down uh, in South Georgia, and we watched this film called Quest of Fire. And uh, in it, it's, you basically got got uh, cavemen basically trying to try to take this little bag of flints and that as a white it was on fire to back to their village, like so they can have fire. And uh, this um, certain individual was was caught by this um, elephant, or I should say, um, mammoth. The joke was at the top, well, it wasn't a joke at the time, but the, the guy fed this um, elephant this grass and he used to go, oh, 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 like this. <laughs> and we had a couple of guys with, with, with shonky noses. And we used to, anytime we used to, we used to get a bit of grass, he'd go, oh, 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 and feed, and feed him grass, like, you know. But there's another one, always on, on field exercise in the Falklands. Uh, on a on it's like a uh, battalion attack, yeah. And we was harboured up in this area, and it was like a a valley basically, but it was uh, one that's undercover as such. They had little caves in, yeah. And some of the some of the guys, yeah. once the guys started going, oh, oh, and it started to go all the way around, <laughs> all around. So we all it was oh, 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 all the, all the way around. And everybody was in stitches basically. I was after the exercise. That was, that was funny. <laughs> but we still we still we still use it. Is it today? 
Yeah, no, I, I, I always wondered why you did that. <laughs> yeah. Film cost a fire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Crikey. No, it's like, um, no, so, so many stories, so many stories. And obviously, like, uh, can't keep them clean, Jake. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we got a few younger listeners, so I'm not surprised. Exactly, um, exactly. Yeah. No, so obviously, um, obviously, yeah, and uh, Princess Di as well was um, Colonel Chief yeah. as well. And I think she, what, she, what, what, when was she made Colonel Chief? What, 84, wasn't it, or something like that? I'm not sure. Or, I think it was, well, yeah, because it wasn't long after, was it Tidworth? Was it Tidworth? Because she, she, yeah, it was a big, big coup that was. <clears throat> yeah, because obviously she did. Yeah, because she visited you out in Germany and, and Berlin and that, I know that. Berlin, yes, that's right, yeah. Yeah. And we did a science mess job for her as well. Um, and, ooh, yeah, she stayed for two days out of there, really. And that, that was quite, quite a good... Even the grass was painted green when we was there for doing that. <laughs> I can remember rightly, um, but yeah. But when when she, when we did the last parade, oh, <clears throat> she come out to Ireland as well. Yeah, I think, yeah. Uh, I think Kirsty's mum met her out there. I think. Mm. Yeah, and obviously the last parade when was in Winchester. Yeah, yeah. She uh, Kirsty presented a posy to her, mm. along with Kevex uh, Mrs. Um, yeah, that was yeah, that was ninety four, I think. No, ninety two. Yeah, ninety two. Yeah, I, I think, think. Yeah, ninety two. Yeah, ninety two. Yeah. Oh crikey! Definitely. Um, go on to some other bits of, uh, especially with in regards to Northern Ireland. Um, in the um next video or next podcast, sorry, I mean, uh, I'll do with you, Dad. Um, okay. No definitely, definitely more detail, but it, I've really, really been a pleasure, and it's um really appreciate you coming on to uh, have a little chat. It's been great. So, um, no, you're very welcome. Uh, so thank you guys all for listening. Really, we appreciate it. I hope you've enjoyed. Um, please join us next time for another edition of The Uncontentables. If you enjoyed, please, if you'd like to uh, like the uh, Facebook page. Also, if you want to listen to us, please download on Spotify, um, Apple Music, etc., etc. It'd be really appreciated. And if you wish to donate as well, um, there will be a PayPal link um, down in the description below. So, Really, really hope you enjoyed. Thank you very much. It's goodbye from me and goodbye from uh, my dad. Goodbye and stay safe, everyone.